I'm dating myself a little bit, but I remember when New Coke came out. New Coke. It was the new Coca-Cola. They went from what we now know as Coca-Cola Classic or just Coca-Cola and they created New Coke and it was nasty. Anybody remember New Coke and how nasty New Coke was? And um, it didn't last very long at all. Welcome to Leading Leaders Podcast. Five minute videos, five days a week. Why in the world would I bring up New Coke in a leadership lesson? Well, because the reality is there are a lot of so-called new ideas that come around that <clears throat> it doesn't take long to realize that this new idea, well, it was just a new idea. It doesn't necessarily have any merit, any value, any power to bring about true change. It may have been an innovation from what we had before, but that doesn't necessarily make it an improvement. How many of you know not every innovation is an improvement? Not all change is good, but change is necessary. And sometimes we've got to be realistic enough as leaders to say, I, I want to try this new idea, but I'm also willing to back up a little bit and say that was a bad idea. Or at least to admit that I, I wanted to try something new and, well, evidence shows that it's not working. Oh, we live in a world where whether you're talking about politicians or movie stars, inventors or scientists, uh, doctors and lawyers, on a regular basis have new ideas about the way things ought to be done. And there's an old redneck phrase that I grew up with that says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's pretty Neanderthal, for lack of a better term, because there are things that could always be improved upon. But somewhere there's got to be a balance between trying to improve everything just for the sake of improvement and what do we really need to be fixing on? What do we need to be working on? One of the challenges with the leadership is when you see people who just feel like they've got to make a name for themselves. They don't care what the policy was, what the practice was, what the product was, what the procedure was. As long as when it's all said and done, they get to take the claim of being the one who made the change, who brought about the new idea, who made this new heroic move into something else. And we see it in geopolitics all the time. We see it in the sciences all the time. How many new ideas have been proposed like New Coke that just went flat? But then how many ideas that have been around for decades, centuries, millennia uh, are we still looking at? I mean, I'm still puzzled by, I watch these National Geographic things and, and one of them I think is called, is it Ancient Aliens? And they show these mountains that are 10,000, 20,000 feet high down in Peru, where there are terraces of different types of vegetation that are going up the side of the mountain. And obviously, they didn't grow there on their own. The, the rocks didn't form themselves around the edge of the mountain that way. They didn't lay themselves flat like that. But when you ask yourself, if I had to do that today, in fact, I remember one of the quotes from uh, these rocks that were on the top of a mountain that was almost as high as Pikes Peak. And the, the scientist asked an engineer, he said, if I wanted you to put that rock on top of that mountain where it's at, what would it take to pull that off? And the guy starts kind of going through in his head. He said, well, based on its size and its shape and what we know about it, it weighs X number of tons. And in order to move something X number of tons, we'd have to have these types of machines and then in order for those machines to work we'd have to have certain types of fuel and we'd have to have 
you know, power lines running. We'd have to have fuel lines running. We'd have to have, you know, roads because these giant pieces of equipment can't go across this mountainous terrain. He said, well, isn't there just some way to fly it up there? He said, I don't know anything that can carry that kind of weight to that kind of height. It's, it's, it's just crazy. I don't know how it, how we would do that, but you would be looking in the hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars to move that one stone from where it is to where it's at. He said, well, how did, how do you think it got there before? And the guy just said, I, I don't know. They must have known something then that we don't know now. So is there a need for innovation? Well, sure there is. Is there also a need to hold on to knowledge that we have now, things that we've learned that have been tried and tested and proven to work? Is there a reason to not let go of ancient information? Well, I think there is a balance. I also think there are a whole lot of leaders whose pure ego and vanity wants them to move something forward, to change something, only for the sake of being able to say, I did this. Not because it was necessary, not because the world will be a better place for it, but simply because it will make them look good in the light of themselves or to show up in the history book somewhere. I don't see that kind of change as a beneficial change. I don't see the kind of change that just wrecks an existing system that works in favor of a system that won't. There is a lot of argument, if you will, for lack of a better term, about global warming or climate change. It, it was global cooling before. It's been all over the board. And there are scientists on every side. I don't say both sides. I say every side because there are some who say the whole thing is a hoax. It's all about making money and, and about elitist control. It's about moving money from, from regular people into the hands of people who need to have or want to have more money. Uh, others say the the thing is a catastrophe. Our, our whole world is going to fall apart if we don't deal with climate change like yesterday. We're already behind. the. We got 12 years left to live. I've been hearing that for about 30 years now. So that the ideas are stretched like Laffy Taffy from one extreme, extreme to the other. But then there are some people who are on another side and they say, well, there is climate change going on. It's evidenced. There's Plenty of science to see that the temperature of the oceans are changing, that ice caps are melting and refreezing, that different animals are migrating to different parts of the world, and that's an unusual thing that we can't exactly put our finger on, but the science is there. But it's not man-made. And then others say, no, 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 it, it, every problem we have is man-made. If it weren't for humans on the planet, the place would be a whole lot better off. Okay, so what is the real argument? And will we, through innovation, whether it be uh, wind and solar power versus gas and, and fossil fuels, will we solve the problem or are we simply creating new economies, new jobs, new opportunities by playing this scientific game that doesn't really have any short or long-term benefit? And I personally don't know the answer to that question, but I am afraid based on, and I don't mean scared afraid, I mean I'm concerned that leaders around the world have found a way to manipulate economies, manipulate their own income, and manipulate the amount of control that they have by simply innovating new ideas that, well, nobody can prove they're going to work because it'll be 30 to 40 years before we see the result. <laughs> nobody can disprove that they're going to work for the same reason. It'll be 30 to 40 years before we see a result. <laughs> if you can't test and measure your new innovations, 
in the field now. One of the things I love about Elon Musk is the daring and the risk to be able to say, here it is, this is what I think it'll do. I mean, I remember the look on his face. I was watching the night that they rolled out the new e-truck and he said the windows are shatterproof. And so he starts throwing a steel ball at it and it breaks and he went, huh, well, guess we'll have to fix that. Just the ability to say, we have a new idea, we're going to test it, we're going to try it, and we're going to look at it and go, okay, that wasn't perfect, what now? But that's not the way many leaders operate. Many leaders just want to be able to stake their claim, throw their name on the new project or the new innovation, and never take responsibility for when that project doesn't work. Look, if you're a leader, let me admonish you to make sure that you've done the homework behind your new idea. And... Measure it against all the ancient ideas. Don't just create new for the sake of creating new. If you have an innovation or a new idea, a new process, a new way of doing things, a new way of communicating, rock on with it. But make sure that you look like a crochet thread back through the things of history and ask yourself, have they tried this before and found it to be a failure? And if so, why and what could I do to improve on that? We don't need new inventions for the sake of inventions. We need new inventions that solve problems. We need innovations that make life better. We need new ways of communicating, new ways of relating, new ways of thinking about the human race in a way that makes the human race a better race of people. All humans. Lift everybody up. And if your innovation, your idea, your new way of whatever is only selfishly about you, then... Well, keep it to yourself for a while, because that's not good leadership. That's selfless, selfish ambition. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.